Welcome to another episode of Grab The Trace, a home design podcast here to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. If you're looking for some tips and secrets for your next project, be it building a new home, renovating, or even just picking what window furnishing would best suit your space, we've got you covered. So stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. Everybody clap us in, clap, 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 clap. grab the trace, grab the trace, grab the trace, grab the trace, grab the trace. trace. I'll start with that one. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to your Friday. It's your friends at Grab the Trace. Michaela, how are you going today? Good. How are you? I'm just as great as when we recorded our Monday episode. I I wonder why. I'm really chipper. I've got a smile on my face and you know what? What? It's time to get into some living rooms. Yeah, everybody. I'm actually so keen for this because I, don't I think know, living's kind of like the leftover space that everyone's like, oh yeah, you just watch TV in it. Yeah, it's just your lounge room. Nah, you live. You do all your living. You in live. It. You've got to live in yep. your living room. Now, for everyone playing along at home, we think we're nearing uh, the end of our room overviews. <laughs> I think we've got dining rooms next week. Yep. Garages. Oh, but maybe would- garages is a bit like. Yeah, Duh. yeah. But um, there's a little bit I want to talk about in terms of like roll, like door types and stuff. So maybe I could do like maybe a we mini. Could, maybe we could roll an episode because I want to do outdoor living as like yes. a whole episode. So I think we've got dining, we've got this week's living, we've got outdoor living, living and like pool, terraces, yes, patios, all of those balcony spaces, how all those spaces are used. But then I kind of want to do like the leftover spaces or like the rejects what no like the things that it might just be for your project like a cellar yeah oh good call are you doing a mud room yeah have you got a yoga room have you got a a, a gym a gym gym. like all these spaces that or like a sewing room an arts and crafts room okay actually Uh, that could be a good one you know it could almost be like the um the npr space this is like all the leftover rooms in a house teaming up like one of those 90s action movies for one last job. And that's what that episode's going to be. Yeah. Okay. It'll, it'll actually probably end up being like a huge... Oh, we'll it's have like to split. Six. It'll be six and a half hours <laughs> and I'll be absolutely crying when I'm editing it. I'll just leave everything in. But welcome to Living Room Week. Yeah. We're, we're going to try like maybe a, a bit of a different format to how we were dealing. I mean, it's been a while since we've done just a, yeah. a room a overview in an year. episode. So we're going to start with... Size and design, I guess, is a subheading. So, when we're talking minimum dimensions for a living room, Mm -hmm. and this isn't scientific, this is pure taste. If you're going from scratch, I think a a living room probably needs to be around four meters by four meters. Yeah, at a minimum, I like that. Or, oh, don't get me wrong, like our little living sitting room, that's really tiny. Yes. And that's still... I wasn't going to say anything. No, it's very tiny, but it still works. It Again, this is the dream. As you said, if you were building a house from scratch... Yes. And you had a blank canvas, four by four, that's delightful. Yeah. But I always, and again, not everyone's all about the TV, but I always say that the optimal distance from your lounge to your TV is three meters. What, well... Has someone been reading ahead in the show notes? Because I actually oh, really? I actually measured all my stuff up to put it in there for some context. You did not. I did. I measured the center of my TV, how far back it is from the lounge. You did three and a half. Yeah. From so for me lying or sitting down in my couch to the back, like where I, my eyes would be, it's three and a half meters to the screen. Wow. And then it's a meter 55 up off the ground, I think, or a meter 60? A meter 55. Meter 55. 15, 50. And that's pretty good. I've got a little, uh, we'll, we'll get to that when yeah, we get to I'm that because there's We've a few little bits ahead. and pieces. We've stormed ahead. But in terms of so, general size, yeah. when you're looking at how, how or why you're using that space, a living room, predominantly, not everyone, it's either about conversation, so it's a sitting space, or it's a lounge space to watch yes. TV. So I guess with lounge rooms, we're also kind of including media slash theatre rooms in this as well, because a lot of the stuff is crossover. So then in terms of heights, so your legal minimum requirement is 2.4 metres or at least an average of 2.4 metres for two thirds in Australia. Check your own standards and talk to a certifier. Um, That's just for situations in which you've got like beams and stuff running through. I don't advocate dropping whole third of your room yeah just to to, to (laughs) 2.1 it's the minimum (laughs) it's a bit much i 
I think living rooms that are taller, and this is purely because your kitchen, living, dining are usually all together. You want a bit of extra height in there. You want to feel a bit nice, mm. a bit like get those real flowing soft furnishings in terms of curtains and everything, yeah. tall glazing elements. Yeah, I'm even more inclined to kind of work backwards that in a kitchen space usually you have like the ace like if you've got ducted or you usually have drop ceilings you've got feature pendants or your cabinetry you can't usually reach over 2.4 it's a great call so practicality wise and i don't know i don't know if it's just me but being in a kitchen if the ceilings were like three and a half meters or four meters in my kitchen it doesn't feel homely or yeah your lighting needs to be a lot closer for task lighting like all of these things that yes obviously you can hang pendants or hang lights lower but i would kind of want my kitchen to feel more intimate Mm -hmm. and then the absolute opposite to that for your living you want to feel like it opens up to this big living space i want to see those double height voids yeah i want to see i want to see that connection like that um was that project that luke parker and his i think fiance did you remember that one the townhouses where they did the yes yes yeah sorry my eyes just those those kind of situations where you get just the dramatic like six meters worth of glazing with the stunning stunning or for people playing at home who probably are a little bit more on the gram, is like Three Birds Renovations. Perfect. Their like project home that they did. Yes, you're right. They invested and made sure that they got that double void with the double height glazing. And what an impact. That space, I would say 100% looks to be less than four by four. Yeah. It looks quite tight, but because you've got that double height, always makes the space feel bigger if you go higher. Now, going off of that, Yes. Floor finishes that you oh. prefer in a living room. So in my mind, and you're absolutely welcome to jump over this, but from what I can see, at he's, least what we're doing- He's sitting in my house at the moment, what, so careful, Well, at least what we're, we're doing at the moment, there's three choices. <laughs> yeah. For my, oh, four, I guess, actually. Sorry, I nearly forgot one. All right, so tiles. Yep. Be that because if, porcelain, if you're just doing ceramic, tile, yeah, yeah. stone. Um, timber flooring. Yep. Be that any combination of that. Yep. Carpet. Yep. Beautiful carpet. And- uh, we've been doing a bit of polished concrete. I think oh, those yeah, are fair. my those are my kind of form front runners in terms of like an overall finish. Yeah, and obviously there's like there's levels to it. The hybrids of those. So yes. like for people who can't achieve timber but they don't want to tile, they want a bit of more warmth. Like they'll probably opt even if their budget can get them there, like the vinyl plank, yes, for yep. instance, just to achieve that. Um, just trying to think like. Again, I'm not a huge advocate for it, but like cork flooring or bamboo flooring to achieve like a timber look, like mm, trying to think of anything else. Yeah. Listen, these are the, like, cause we've talked about flooring in all of our other episodes. We've yeah. run you through, like, this yeah. is probably the eighth time I've, we've been like, I think, unpopular opinion. We might actually mm, do timber flooring in here. Yo, ooh, crazy. Yeah, well. I think my two biggest front runners, and correct me if I'm wrong. I probably won't, but go ahead. <laughs> is... Timber. Correct, Mund. Or carpet. And I'm talking more like media rooms. Yeah. And this is purely... And again, there's some people out there who just hate carpet. Who I've been are just seeing like, a lot of unrest for carpet on the Facebook It's disgusting. Don't do it. Or say you have like four dogs who live in the house. Yes, like, that's why. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't want fur everywhere. Like I get that as well. But in terms of acoustic properties of carpet versus timber, yeah. incredible. If you're doing a two-story house... I totally get it. Downstairs, you want to be doing timber and tiles and stuff. But if upstairs for your hallways and your living rooms and stuff, you do carpet, the difference it will make huge is huge in terms of sound. Because like if you're walking in heels upstairs and you're on a timber floorboard, click-clack the whole way. If you're on carpet, it's just that yeah. dull thud. Can you hear that noise, everyone at home? Can't because it's carpet. You can't because it's carpet. <laughs> that and also I'm, pun- I'm punching a couch. So it's not quite there. It's feathered down the same. Oh, wow. Oh. Is feather down an option? <laughs> <laughs> feather down flooring. Love it. You know, everyone's got something. So, those rough flooring yeah. finishes. We're not going to go into, obviously, we love tongue and groove. Like, obviously. duh. Easy. Cavalier Bramworth for your carpet. Cav Bram for your carpet. Stone. You get love it. that. Natural lighting. Now, this is just one I wanted to throw in for all you orientation heads at home when mm. you're doing your planning. Orientation If heads. you're in Australia, so you're in the Southern Hemisphere, we want to be throwing uh, living spaces, be they indoor or outdoor, on your northern aspect. 
And this is purely a situation where practice what I preach, not what I do, because with our block of land, unfortunately, there was a bit of a limitation in terms of which side we could actually have our house design on because the driveway was locked in on one side. So our living rooms are on the southern aspect and only until we had the skylights put in, we didn't know what we were missing out on. It On a natural light changes it is the an entire space goal to kick when you're planning these things and guess what it's free mm. it is free to make that decision at it the is, start yeah true because everything's on paper and if you draw it and it's facing south guess what flip that bad boy over now it's mm. north done i i also love eastern oh I'd, what a good call nor, north are you, are you a fan of morning sun rather than afternoon Love morning sun. It, again, Queensland, so all of our New South Wales Victorian listeners, like it obviously Yeah, they're could like, be, we love sun. Any, We love any yeah, kind of sun. Could be very different. People in London but, don't understand what we're talking about. But like even little things that I learned and I'm, I just had it stuck in my head when we did this extension that like light is just light, 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 light. More light, the better. So in lights, our- Lights, lights, lights. Proud sponsor of the Grab the Trace <laughs> lights, podcast. Lights, lights, I just wanted glazing ever. I wanted as much natural light because- for me, I don't know. I just love. A- You're a bit of a show off. You want to, you want people to look in. <laughs> no, I you just- want to be people looking and going. What are they watching on TV? I just think you can have standard height ceilings. You could have basic furniture. You could have a basic fit out of a house. But if you just have natural light pouring in everywhere, it just feels good. Yes. Regardless, it yep. It just improves every design without a doubt. But. We've got two living spaces in our house. We've got one facing directly north as per Lachlan's instruction. So we've got perfectly north and then east as well. So we've got all glazing at the front on the north side and then we've got all the glazing on the eastern side. And then our media room is facing directly east. And again, just how we use our house might be different if you and your you, stay at home mum or if you had like young kids and using that space in the mornings or but we predominantly use the media room at night mm-hmm. so or like late afternoon so you get all the natural light and all the benefit of that in the morning you get lots of ventilation you can open up the space air it out nice and beautiful and bright when you're entertaining and then when it comes to nighttime you don't or like even sunset late afternoon you just don't want that glare on your TV correct so having the western side completely blocked out. There's no natural light on that side coming in. You don't get any glare on the TV. Yeah. So I know that's first world problems is like glare on your TV, but like you can yeah. design it. You can make sure that this it's, space is super functional. And as we're saying, it's free. It is yeah. free to make these decisions and think of this stuff. Yeah. Another decision, as we were mentioning with the carpet, if you're doing a two-story house and you're upstairs. Mm-hmm. Acoustically separating, especially this is more relevant, I guess, for your media rooms and your theatre rooms. Mm-hmm. We want, and by we, I mean I want for you to look at the possibility of insulating your internal walls, not because it's too cold in there, but purely for noise. For noise in terms of sound coming in, sound going out. And then this is also potentially along with our laundries where we might advocate to go a solid core door. Good call. Just for that little bit of extra density. And a hinged as well. Like hinged. Everyone That's always the other thing. ends I, up I doing cavity want, sliders, but I'd, I I'd go more towards solid. I don't want openings. I want doorways. Mm-hmm. Double doorways at, at a reach. It's just you, you're spending all this money and you're putting all this effort in for acoustic separation and then you've got the gap between the two door leaves. One door, make it a wide door. Make it a feature. Not too wide though. Make it a pivot stuff you, if you yeah, want to. Make it up. Yeah, 100%. Why not? We want to to treat the room and isolate it from the rest of the home. Mm. So that if you've got a two-story house, that also means putting insulation either under or below. Like if you've got a media room below bedrooms and you're absolutely pumping out some music late at night or whatever. Need to treat that accordingly. Do the considerate thing. Do the right thing by yourself. For yourself. 100%. I think all of these points or when people are building their home or they're renovating they're kind of getting down to like, where's the TV going to be mounted? What furniture can fit where? How high is the ceiling? What type of lighting or surround system? Where, I call, again, it's the building blocks, but the orientation of the space, mm-hmm. how natural light or ventilation is affecting that space and acoustics. Yeah, It's all these things that really get missed, but it's 
literally pivotal to how that space functions. Why are you using this space? You're literally going to be blasting movies and TV with sound systems and speakers and like that needs to be considered. Even an example here, and this kind of, we're we're now transitioning into our furnishings section. Okay, here we go. You may have noticed that since episode three, there is no road noise in the podcast. We moved the podcast to Mikhail's house in a room that has carpet on the floors. We've got a woven textile couch. Mm -hmm. We've got curtains in front of our glazing. Glazing Glazing is also quite reflective, not only in terms of light, but in terms of acoustics. So we're in a room that has some level of treatment. We've got solid core doors. Solid core doors. We have insulation. We have insulation. That is correct. So if you're doing a movie or a theater room or a media room or a living room, especially more, I guess, for the media and the theater rooms, when you go to the movies and you see the big like curtains down the side as you walk in. (laughs) That's not just for looks. (laughs) No, it's for acoustics. It's there to try and reduce the amount of reverberation you're getting from your speakers or your point of origin for your sound by pretty much eating that noise, I guess that makes sense. Same thing if you go to like a theatre, like if you go to QPAC where we live in Brisbane, there's a whole bunch of acoustic panels on the side. And then when you get to the back wall, that's designed in a way where the sound, when it hits it, it throws it out in a different point. So you're not hearing the audio come past you and then go straight back. You're hearing a different noise. So it doesn't feel like you're just getting assaulted by noise. Assaulted? Assaulted. It seriously is. If if you're in a poorly... The, the way I see it is when you Space. go to restaurants and you cannot hear what oh someone is gosh. saying. Is that your pet? I hate, I hate it. That. But do you know what? When you go somewhere where it works, where it's people look being- at me and they're like, are you okay? Are you waiting for someone? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how you've treated this. And the most common way is they've just got acoustic panels on the ceiling. Yeah. Or because even- sound is so easy to control. It's not like a... I've been watching Yellowstone. It's not like an out of control stallion. Like it's so easy to predict and figure out. Mm -hmm. And this is why maybe this is why I'm a little bit against like tiled. Correct. Tiled spaces and even polished concrete. I know it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. It's just not my first go to. Yeah. Just purely because of. Have you been to a public pool? Functionality. An indoor public pool. It is the loudest space I've ever been in my life. It just. Someone could be on the opposite side and drop a spoon on the tiles and it will just keep going and going Going, and going. uh, Yeah, it's it's not... Well, I just... It defeats the purpose in my eyes if you pay all this money to get a beautiful stone flooring or even a tile that you love or you get beautiful, seamless, polished concrete floors and then guess what? Everyone goes, oh, I need to put rugs down everywhere. Yeah, I've got to put rugs down because it's... And then they're like, oh, no, carpet's gross. It's like, yuck. Well, no I'm sorry, you've just put rugs down everywhere that you have to clean yeah. like you would a carpet anyway. Like, 100%. Look, if you'd look after your rugs, you look after your carpets, the same thing. So for me, practicality always first, especially with living. And that's why, again, controversial. I know everyone oh, loves- Watch out, she's winding up. No, I've said it before, but like everyone loves the whole open plan kitchen living dining. And again, just how we use our space- we entertain a lot. We're like relatively young. So like we have people over all the time and I will always gravitate towards the media room because again, it's acoustically treated. Sound it's doesn't bounce around room. everywhere. You can fit people in. Yeah. And it's a big room that doesn't echo. It doesn't, yeah. it feels homely. It feels intimate where our living room that's out in our, like we've got an open plan kitchen, living, dining. And we use that space more as a sitting space than anything because it's just a flow on from our kitchen and our dining. But that space gets used very, very rarely. It's where you put your guests when you want them to leave. Or it's just... To shuffle them on. You're like, oh, you can see the front door. Uh, We've transitioned to this space. You're actually in the uncomfortable couches now. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I just want to sit at the dining table. It's like, we insist. Sit on the the one-seaters. Well... Don't get me like it's got the. Hang fun. on, have you been doing that to me? Oh shit, <laughs> guys! Damn it! <laughs> no, it's it's got like the fireplace in there, so yeah. it's like it's a nice transition space. But in terms of living, I do my living in the media room. I'm just got the giggles. The way you you broke down the word living, <laughs> living as in a living. I room. want to do my living, my living. <laughs> 
here. <laughs> it's like you're about to cry talking about your friggin' media room. Christ <laughs> almighty. But that's but this is what Mikhail's okay, getting across. I'm She's got sick. both. She's I'm got sick. both an open plan <laughs> and a closed off room that's been treated properly. And I use the closed off treated 100%. room. And listen, when I want to be watching Yellowstone, Ugh. I don't want to be sitting next to Caitlin getting judged. I'm out at the back in the well, media room I, going yeehaw. I know this was supposed to be like a short, quick episode of like, here, we'll rattle it off. Oh, but- please. We're 20 minutes in. We've got heaps of time. <laughs> but I know we spoke about obviously the double glazing and the impact. And trust me, I am here for that. I am absolutely oh, front runner. I will always opt for like double glazing, double height, the void, ceiling When treatment. you say double glazing, do you mean like actual double glazing? Oh, sorry, double height glazing. Okay, like- I was about to say, geez, Michaela's really <laughs> upped the game in terms <laughs> of her glazing color. No, no, we don't have the budgets for that here. No, um, no, no. Listen, double glazing, I don't want to surprise <laughs> everyone, it's actually pretty much double the cost it's of single glazing. Yeah, <laughs> just guess what? The glass is actually the expensive yeah, bit. Say goodbye to your money. You save on delivery, that's it. <laughs> Um, do it right, do it once. Um, no, the double height glazing. I'm all Correct. for that. However, I feel like from an impact of design, like when you first walk into a space or you open up into like your, your kitchen or dining and then you go into this beautiful double height space, you get the impact. But to me, it doesn't feel intimate. So for me to like feel cozy and want to like snuggle in and watch a movie – I wouldn't want to do that at night no. with a double height glazed wall next to me. Does that make sense or is that just me? I don't no, know. No, it does. It's what you're saying. It's. I wouldn't want to snuggle in for a movie. No, because you feel a little bit exposed. exposed yeah. I guess. Even if there's curtains or like window treatments. Yeah. Even if you've got full privacy from the street no one can see in, I would just feel that like, again, you just think, oh, I'll just turn the heater on. It's a bit cold in here. It's like, oh, it's going to take 14 years Ooh, yeah, to heat. Yeah, because the heat rises. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, good on days we need it to be cool, but... Yeah, so I'm just thinking like... Pick winter. your battles. Yeah. That's why we need both. Oh, it's why we would prefer to have both. Yeah. You need different spaces for different occasions. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, you're, if you can't fight orientation in your house, you might actually have a... Oh, this sounds so, like... <laughs> wanky. Downton Abbey wanky, but... <laughs> This is my summer living room. And then this is the winter court. Like winter that, court. that kind of a thing. Well, yeah. But well, it makes sense. Like again, you might get better light in one during one part of the year. Well, a lot of our a lot of our projects that we work on, we're You're doing fixed. well, we're doing a lot of if you would agree, we're doing a lot of high end on the coast. So a lot of Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, a lot of like beach frontage and again. The worth of these properties or these projects are these views. So yes. 90% of these the living, dining. Kind of some of these items, unfortunately. Yeah, and, we try and mitigate it to the yeah. best of our ability. But and it's kind of like, oh, the TV is like, who cares about the TV? Because you've just got this beautiful ocean view. But guess what, guys? You're usually watching your TV at night. And guess what? There's no lights out in the ocean. Yeah. You can't see you it. You just see so, the carnival cruise ship the carnival just roll cruise through. Ship. And you're like, oh, yeah. See oh, you there we go. Weeks. That's my view. Kentucky, yeah. I just think no matter how impressive or amazing these views are and all of this glazing, would I want to snuggle up on the couch at night and watch a movie there? I'd still probably prefer to go to like a, a smaller yeah. formal living space. I 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. Thank you. And you know what? It's even something that project builders do because yeah. I, and I think in it's any, a huge any selling three or point. four bedroom that have two living rooms, yep. they, they are providing media rooms. Some of them are maybe a touch close to the living room for my liking. Like there's mm. no point having a living room and a media room. I've even seen I'm, some where it's yeah. three. It's like living media and activities room and they're all next to each other. I'm not. Spread them. I'm not here for, if you were going to have a secondary living, it has to be a closed off separate individual yes. space, like with a door. I am... It really irks me when I see a lot of floor plans where it's like living, formal living, dining, NPR. And it's yeah. just this one big expanse of space that you like, you would just put a different lounge yeah. there. And it's like, like no. some, you, What you end up with no. is if two people are watching TV at the same it's time, but in different rooms. You can't. You just have a, a, a volume war where someone it's turns awful. it up and then it's like, oh, well, I can't hear I mine can't now. Hear. Ch- ch- yeah. Turns there up. Oh, well, I can't hear it. Ch- and then you hear the boys screaming because they kicked a goal and then yeah. you're like, oh, great. Thank it's you. Just, I'm trying to watch much. my Downton Abbey here. And yes, just please. We're trying the to find out what the Dowager Countess is up to. Oh, 
my god. Obviously. We have a Downton Abbey fan. I'm into everything. <laughs> I'm, into everything. <laughs> I'm into everything. I'm currently for for those playing along at home, I'm currently making my way through the Shelby Chronicles, aka Peaky Blinders. Oh, you're welcome. I've been be pushing this to, for how long? You know what? I was watching one this morning, Tom Hardy's in it. I didn't know that. What? Of course. That's for you. Playing along at home, I'm season two, episode one. I just oh. finished. So I also sport it for myself, but that's for another time. <laughs> We've we've hit on a let's let's yeah, keep this train rolling. Yeah, no, no, no. Go. But this is good because you've touched on a couple of things. We talked about fireplaces. You've got a fireplace in your living, yeah. your open plan living. Uh, oh, do we call it sitting? Is that too wanky? But it like it is. It's a. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a formal sitting, but like it, it is. It's, it's it's not a waiting room. It's a sitting it's, room. It's, it's, it's not a, a waiting. It's a lounge. Actually, you know what? That's what it is. It's a lounge. Precinct. That's what it is. Yeah. So when we say fireplaces, I don't. We'll we'll do a whole separate episode on terms of like, oh, this is an ethanol one. Like I don't want to get bogged ethanol, down in that, gas, or else we will yeah, end up electric. blowing through. So there's options. Look into them. Even if you don't have gas yet, we're, there's other options. You yeah. can ethanol, electric. There's beautiful. Multiple options. Even fire, like logs. Just out of interest, what do you have? I have a fire. Like, like a wood, log. wood, yeah. Log All right, there we go. Yeah. For those playing all at home, that's wood. what you actually need to wood put in. Fireplace. If you want to get noticed by Mikhail, you need to put a, lo- a wood one in. Okay, <laughs> rugs. We talked about rugs. Yep. Circular, rectangular, square. Um, I'm more rectangular kind of guy. Again, to be honest, it with depends. You. Like depends what the space calls yeah, for. Yeah, I don't mind. A b- I'm not into the. I'm not into the round. I just feel like it. Da- hey, Caitlin. Okay. Note to you. <laughs> don't let them see the outdoor rug. <gasps> no, no. I'm, t- I'm. Look, there's, there's a place for every design. Oh, like pull element. out pantries? No, there's no place for those. <laughs> gotcha. Hell, hell is the only place for that. Um, no, there's a place for every soft furnishings. I'm just going on. I don't like to go towards trends. So. Oh, are you calling me trendy? <laughs> trendy. Oh, no, when I think of like a round rug, I think of like a boho. Yeah. Like a boho rug. Okay. Like, and for me, I'm just, I'm over the boho trend a little bit. All I'm, you boho queens out there. No, it's it's not that I don't like the aesthetic. I think it's a beautiful aesthetic. I'm just so concerned that it's a, a lot of these pieces are very expensive that people are investing in. Like all the curved and oh, I'm going to name drop here. And again, beautiful furniture. And I love her furniture. Sarah Ellison furniture. Stunning. It's very curve based design and I feel like it's very trend set and I'm thinking if you're investing 10 grand in a lounge or five grand on an armchair yep you know are you gonna love that in five years time like if you pick you'd want to freaking hope so I'll take you, that you, know, much. you know what I mean but if you're investing like your lounge, coffee table, dining yeah. table, dining chairs. like You want to do are, it once, do it right. Yeah, and these are really expensive items that you want to invest in. So I'm going off on a whole tangent here about round it's, It rugs, is important but- though because uh, – and I'll dob myself in here because this applies to not just rugs but everything else is when we first moved into the house, we didn't have any furniture. So we were like, oh, there's this website called Mocker. This is amazing. You can get pieces of furniture for cheap. It's cheap for a reason. Yeah. You buy it, it worked, 20 like, times. <laughs> yeah. And it's with some items from Ikea. Some. Oh, I'm because you can dress up Ikea stuff a little I bit easier. You know I love Ikea. I feel like this is the same thing when we're saying when you're doing renovations, don't just do it room by room. Like have a plan for the whole house. So worst case scenario, everything at least still speaks to each other. Yeah. Instead of buying items in isolation mm-hmm. and having that kind of conflict where you, your house feels confused. Yeah. Because then that'll make you feel confused and you won't know what's wrong. And Agreed. Yeah, it's just a bit bit of chaos when you don't yeah. need it to be. I'm just in in terms of furniture, like I'm all for a beautiful curved armchair, a round coffee table, a round dining table. I'm all here for that. It's just architecturally or design wise, usually ninety nine point nine percent of the time, our rooms are either rectangular or square. Yeah, they there's have a lot cor- of sharp edges. They have corners. We have four points in a room, typically. So our lounges will always be rectangular or straight or chaise. They're always a rectangular format. I feel like our rooms are always, usually, typically, rectangular or square. Yep, your armchairs are going to usually be square as well. Yeah, so I kind of feel like the floor or the area rugs should reflect the shape yeah. of the, okay. the room. That's what I'm getting okay. at. No, I like. I, I think that's a good a yeah. good take on it. I if, guess if you're in a square room, I'm not against a square rug. 
If you're in a rectangular room, probably a rectangular rug. So we've touched on a few things there. So I guess that kind of ticks off rugs, coffee tables, um, our couches, you even mentioned like chase lounges, like we talked about armchairs a little bit there. There's plenty of options. So just figure out what works. Like my personally, my favorite setup that I've been seeing a lot at the moment is, so imagine you've got a a lovely square living room that's Mm -hmm. in an open plan. Mm -hmm. So one side is going to be open for me to the rest of your space. Yep. That means you can kind of cheat a little bit if you're tight on space. You can have that active circulation space as well. Uh-huh, 100%. The thing I'm really into at the moment is a three-seater lounge mm-hmm. and two armchairs. Vibe. So the three-seater lounge is facing your TV for mine. Yeah. And then your two armchairs are on like the side. Sides. And yeah. so then They're you've the got an open side. So then you're almost forming a U where you've got your three-seater, your two armchairs, and then your TV. And then open from there. That's nice. that's kind of where I'm vibing at the moment. Rather yeah. than doing one armchair on one side, the three seater, the other mm. armchair. It just feels you're taking up more space than you really need to. Yeah. Again, when you're looking at that layout, that's because that's destination. Correct. Yes, it has thoroughfare on one side, but it's destination space. Like a lot of, I keep coming back to like more American or transitional design homes they usually have like the great rooms or the living spaces in the center. So they usually have transitionals or sorry, like walkway spaces kind of all the (laughs) way around. So they can furnish it like three armchairs. I would love nothing more than to just have, yeah, like either side of a thing. Like you could have, like if if this situation I want like the three-seater, the three-seater and the three-seater in a U. How nice would that be? And then you have TB above the fireplace. Yeah. Chef's yep. kiss, done or deal. Or replace one of the la- like the lounges with like yeah, a beautiful couple. two armchairs. Oh, it'd you know? be stunning. So those are your options for, I guess, armchairs and couches. There's plenty out there. We might eventually document a few layouts that yeah. we've been looking at in terms of if you've got a narrow space or if you've got yep. open plan, how you might look to furnish those. Mm-hmm. I always come back to what's the purpose of this room? Is this purely just a sitting room for conversation? Because then it's more... Do you look at, do you have a focal point in this space? Be that a TV, because yes, that is a focus that needs to, everyone sitting on a chair needs to be able to see that TV. Or do you have a fireplace that's a yeah, focal point? I do guess you yours have... is more a, a sitting space because yeah. you've got the TV behind the two little armchairs yeah, and, and the d- fireplace is the actual centerpiece. That's the focal. So you can have multiple focal points. Like we didn't want the TV to be a focus in the sitting room. We wanted the fireplace. And again, Great it's, choice. A, it's, well, it's a very tight, tight space as well. So the thoroughfare space doesn't really lend. It's not a destination. It's definitely yeah. a walk past space. But I feel like people get a little bit lost or confused about how to furnish these spaces, where to put the lounge, what type of spacing. It always comes down to where do you want people to look Mm -hmm. and then work around that. Yeah, make it work for you. Yeah. So TV and media cabinets, it's pretty much just keeping some of these things hidden. Like you don't want necessarily your Foxtel box to be on show. You want to be able to store your DVDs and stuff away. Well, these days everyone has like the, you know, the Apple TV. Yeah, like or, the Chromecast. So, yeah, yeah, it's almost so at a stage where you don't necessarily need, need it. Yeah. I think it's gone past like the old PlayStation and V, like, what are they called? Oh my gosh. VHS. Yeah. VCRs? VCRs. Thank you. It's gone past the VCRs. Or the DVD Fox, players now, mate. Oh, the, you know. Blu-rays. VCRs. The, oh, you know when you used to have like VHS and the DVD and the Yeah, one? yeah, the combi. Yeah, the two in one. Like gone are those days you don't need the playstation on show you don't need any of that stuff on show it's just mess yeah so then it's kind of giving us a little bit more outlet to do built-in full built-in wall joinery yes of like bookshelves shelving you could do like again the fireplace with the tv above all these i know what are they called the frame is well that that's my next point is when we're talking about tvs themselves gone are the days of the i think they're crt tvs you know the ones that are as deep as they are wide yeah you don't have to carry those anymore no. even like the early iterations of like a flat the screen plasma. tv they weighed so much mm-hmm. to drop a little bit here i recently just got a our old tv died we got a new 65 inch tv lights nice. up on the wall Love easy that. done nice and thin as well so it can go pretty much close to the wall and it's just a little bit it's easy. Like easy. not having 
And here's the other thing. If you go to the effort of doing a wall-mounted TV, but then you don't do the final 1% of having the cords chased in through the wall, it's not... You, like, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to do it. Like, I've gone the cheap man's route where I've literally just cut out a section of the plasterboard and then made sure that that was below where the noggins are in the wall and then dropped the cords in the wall cavity, Oof. had an identical hole at the bottom, and then I just pulled them through. Done. Done deal. You don't even need to go to the extent of, uh, I mean, even at Bunnings, you can buy these kits where you feed like a hose through. So that instead oh, of your, yeah. instead of your precious cords touching the icky cavity space, they're Heaven like kind it. of always contained in this thing. That's kind of my take is I agree. You can do full built in things. You can make it look really, really nice and expensive without actually having to do much at all. What are you pointing at, Lachlan? I'm just, I'm waving. I'm waving, <laughs> waving my at? knowledge. I think the only time you would probably see uh, like I guess TVs that are sitting on top of entertainment units, I guess would be in like rental properties where people aren't allowed to go and hang on, everybody. <laughs> we have a new war. <laughs> it's against Michaela because she has a TV sitting on that thing. But you've gone half the effort. You've got a wall-mounted yeah, entertainment unit. It's all there. It's just you ran out of effort. <laughs> well, oh god, this is going to sound so first-world problems. Brock was actually in Italy when we moved in and Nick and I installed the entertainment unit, built it all and we just went bugger it and that's where it stayed. It's actually still wrapped in plastic, the legs. Oh, I like that though. Well, it looks like someone's getting a wall mount for their birthday. Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> well, in a perfect world, it would be on the wall, yes, no? Yeah, look, fair. Now I'm really self-conscious about oh, the Oh, what, legs. the only time you've ever been self-conscious in the entire podcast? Oh, are you joking? Here we are. We're going to put it all over the internet. Let's name and shame. This pleb doesn't have a rental, but... Yeah, this pleb with her 75-inch <laughs> TV. It's okay. We all do things. <laughs> Burnt. So I think that Sting. covers... Sting. I think that covers our furnishings in terms yeah. of like we've talked about stuff... We've talked fr- about I mean, stuff. Samsung, we're still, wait- I, 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 we're still waiting for you to get in touch about the frame TVs. Yeah. Um, would love and to be I'll, on board I would wall with mount that. it. I, I would, yeah, Michaela will wall mount it, especially <laughs> if you send a 75-inch or above. <laughs> I think what those- about projectors? Well, here's, here's the thing. Projectors, you can get ones now where you can sit them quite close to the wall and they well, shoot up. You don't have to go the ceiling-mounted projectors anymore. Well, I was anymore. even thinking. You they know almost how look you like do, a sound bar. Well, you know how you do concealed pelmets for all your curtains? Why wouldn't you just do a concealed oh, pelmet for your projector? That's a good call. And then it's just all tucked away. It looks a bit bougie, a bit nice. Ooh. So that wraps up our furnishings section. Yeah. So let's now move on to some lighting. Yeah, we've got to power through this. We've got to power through this. So I was thinking, because I came up with these little... Headings Pots. and you, 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 Pots. yay or nay me. So, yeah, go. floor lamps, yay, yay, yay. Uh, one in the corner is my preference, and that kind of can almost act like a reading light, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Ta- well, task lighting, I think a little bit more flexible than if you do a pendant in the corner of a room. Yeah, that's not my a, not independent. I'm a little bit hesitant about it, and it's not because you know what I, I mean keep hitting my head on pendants. Go ahead, wall lights. That's also on the list. Wall lights, as we were but saying, at, with our for task lighting. Yeah, well, yeah for our, as we said in our kitchen episode. You know what I really want to do in this room? Wall what? lights. Wall lights. Because I always want to read. I mean, what a perfect room to read in. It's almost a little bit Harry Potter. You could build in that bit under the stair. You want to put wall lights in here. So, what kind of wall light? Just hypothetically, for a couple of seconds, well, what this- kind of wall light would you go? Would you go the beacon, like round glass ones, or is that no? It, it doesn't really work with the rest of your home. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, oof. Do I maybe go like the wall lights that I've got in my bedroom? Good call. But they're black. They make a statement. It's but consistent, but you've got black black door frames, black yeah, door handles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You've got a black TV, black soundbar. Yeah, I think it ties in. Well, then I was like, oh, do I just like not touch anything and just buy a bloody floor lamp and just put it right there? See, so you do have the ability to or do that. Or just a table lamp nice. and then it can sit on the little side table there. That's a good call. Yeah. See, these are other options. Yeah. Apologies. Now, because so, I mentioned reading pendants is kind of a part of floor lamps. It's all yeah. there. LED lighting maybe underneath your floating um, entertainment units. I don't really know if it's that important. I'm not really a fan of people who do the LED lights behind the TV. No. It's not for I me. I do not like... The only place that I like LED lights is in a kitchen and bathrooms. Yeah. And purely for practicality, not for aesthetics. I don't yeah. want to see your island glow up. I don't want to see your TV glow up. You don't up. want to see my like, island strobing. No. 
I'm for LED strip lighting within cabinet so you can see. I love even under a kick in a vanity or underneath a floating vanity so you can like go to the bathroom at night without like in your face, like just practical LED yep. strips. I don't like 90s or like I just call it the noughties. It's the noughties McMansion cover everything in an LED strip lighting because it looks expensive. It doesn't. It looks tacky. No, I agree. Not here for agree. it. But my biggest thing for media in living rooms is dimmers. Oh, I miss that completely. Dimmers on your general downlights. Huge, 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 huge. TV when you're just like sitting, having a conversation in your media room or you're just like, oh, yep, I'll just like, you know. Watching a scary movie. Oh, you're just watching, like you're watching a movie or something and you just like want to have some nibbles, but you need to see what you're eating. Yeah, good call. Just dim the lights all the way down as low as they can go. Dimmers are huge in living spaces. Are you ready for my next rapid fire list? Yeah, here we go. This is the power section. The hour of power condensed into maybe five minutes. Okay. (laughs) Let's see if we can do five minutes. One twelfth of an hour of power. Oh, here we go. Christmas trees. Where are you putting them? Usually in living rooms. PowerPoint. Check. Let's not just think of a PowerPoint just for the Christmas no, tree. No, some, like, some of these will be uh, like used The reading lights, times. vacuum points. Christmas tree, your floor lamps, your plug-in vacuums. Table wall- lamps. Yeah, 100%. If you've got like a Sonos speaker you need a PowerPoint for and it sits on the ground somewhere, all of that works well. Mm-hmm. Ceiling power for speakers. Yes. Because I don't know, like I, I don't have them. Uh, you pointed in the wrong room. Mikhail's got them in her sitting room. Yep. Are those, hard, are those hardwired or are they plug and play? They're hardwired. They're hardwired. Yeah. Okay. Except they're, oh, those ones are hardwired. They're, yeah, the ones in the sitting room, sorry, are hardwired. The ones out on the deck, they're the like Bluetooth yep, yep. Sonos ones. Beautiful. Yeah. So we've got ceiling power for speakers. Um, that shouldn't be too bad. Now, with your entertainment units, so I'm going to read some of these things out to you and you say yay or nay to them. Okay. So, and it should be yay to all. So, data. Yay, yay. Foxtel, if yep. you've got it, uh, you'll need an antenna point. Yep. Interesting tidbit. Uh, most project home builds do not include a roof antenna, so you will so have to what? either pay to have that. No. So, they will include the points where you plug into an antenna, but there will be no antenna on your roof. We had to pay $800 for someone to come out and do it after we had handover because we plugged our TV in. And it didn't work. And the guy literally said to us at handover, oh, you'll get great reception out here. There was no <gasps> antenna on the roof. So, we had to wait a week and a half because we moved in just before Christmas. <gasps> so, we had no TV until the new year. What a dog. Sucked. Um, so get that included. Check your contracts for that. Yeah, I would say at least four individual like PowerPoints in terms of where you can plug things two in. Doubles. So two doubles. I'd go not three a quad, doubles. Three doubles. Just but like it's the PlayStation, it's the sound bar, yeah. it's the charging, it's your phone charger, iPad charger. Like it's just you'll use it. Yep. It's going to be the dumping point for all power Everything. needs. So potentially Your with Wi-Fi. those double double power points, look at maybe getting the ones that have the dedicated USB port built into them. Good if call. If you want that. Good call. The only ones there, so that that's if you're in your main living room. The only ones I would potentially look at removing if you are in a house that has good Wi-Fi or if it's just a media room where you're watching Netflix, maybe we can strip away the TV antenna one because you don't really need that. I mean, you can, if it's sport, you can stream that from KO or whatever. I'd probably look at, depending how much money you got, even Foxtel now, you can, there's an app, you can just Chromecast it or whatever. Yeah. All very Um, good calls. And like all the smart TVs. And even the data. I don't know if you necessarily need the data anymore because even your Xboxes, they're on wireless. It's only really for, I guess, power users who need this extra speed of like a hardwired connection oh, as opposed to well, wireless. With the da- and again, I am not tech savvy. This does not need to go into the Can't podcast. Can't wait for your brother to hear this. <laughs> um, do you need data for like your internet? Like if you put your modem or your like Wi-Fi thing underneath the TV with Yeah, all that's of a that. good call. If you want, yeah. So we can keep that in. I think that's a relevant point. If okay. you've got your... Because that's where all our stuff is. And I think it's yeah. just, it's the central point that like your Wi-Fi... All the internet stuff is there. Yeah, so if your you're, modem, if you're modem, so when you've got your, because everyone's in Australia, everyone's got the NBN now. So when your internet comes in off the street, so it'll go to your NBN box. I think ours is in all new homes, is it's in the garage by default. Near, I guess you can get it near your switchboard as stuff as well. So it'll go in there and then that'll be patched to a data point somewhere in your house. 
I would be looking to choose the most central room in your house to do that in that in this case in in this room Mm -hmm. um, that we're in now that's pretty much the center of the house so that means that for your wireless internet this is the best chance you've got of getting decent coverage or at least even coverage to the whole house Mm -hmm. so you would need a a data point in that situation like for us caitlin and i ours is in our study nook because that's smack bang in the middle of our house practical which is right near your living space. Yeah, as well, like I've isn't even it? seen sometimes, yeah, because your kitchen, living, dining, not only being like the heart of the house, so to speak, but usually it is around the center as well. Mm-hmm. So anywhere in those spaces is also a spot where you'd have at least one data point. Mm-hmm. Probably look to have two because you'll have the internet coming into the modem. And then if you want to have a computer that's hardwired or plugged in, you'll need to send the internet back out from that. So those are there. My next little tidbit is going to be about wall-mounted TVs in terms of heights. Yep. I don't like having the um, like the PowerPoints and stuff for your wall-mounted TVs and all the points and stuff behind where the actual TV goes because I think that locks you in pretty heavily. Yep. I prefer Agreed. to ch- do what the cheap man's option, chase it down in the wall yep. because then if you don't end up wanting to use that room as a living room or whatever, you need to convert it into a bedroom and you take the TV out, then you don't have this <laughs> thing that you can't easily replace or a PowerPoint that you're never going to use again. Yeah. So I prefer chasing it down in the wall, down to floor level. You're 300 high GPOs off your floor level. Yep. Well, again, I know I'm just looking at what we've done here. And because we just did like a built-in IKEA unit, what we did was like chase the back of the unit out. Mm-hmm. We've got all of our PowerPoints, all of our data, everything, modem, yep. PlayStation, all that stuff. We've done what you said and we've chased all of that down into the wall and then popped it out the back of this yeah, entertainment yeah. unit. So it's just you open up the the door and it's all there. Yeah. I took the, the back panel off ours so you just see yeah. plasterboard wall yeah. behind it. Perfect. It's nice. That's what we've got. It's just easy. Oh, genius. Just easy. Uh, it's a lot easier than trying to measure that out and then transcribe that on to cut out the actual points. It's just easy just to take the panel out. Yes. So with that, when you're wall mounting TVs, TVs can be heavy. So you want to get it into your structure using your stud finders. I have been very unfortunate in that every single time I've got to put a TV and I want to put it in, for instance, in the center of a room, the studs are not there for it. So what <laughs> yeah. I'll do is I'll line up the bottom of the TV mount and I'll Mm -hmm. fix or the top depending how high I need it to be but I'll fix that into the noggins between two studs and then I'll align at least one of the sides to the studs and then on the one where there isn't a stud at the top I'll just put like a plasterboard plug or something just to try and give it something the advantage of that is then you know where the noggin is so you can do your little cut out in the plasterboard for your cords underneath it and throw it down rather than having to cut out a section of plaster and then drill through the noggin and try and chase oh, cords yeah. down through that. That sucks. I had to do that. When we started working from home, I had to do that for the internet. Oh, oh. So I had to get up in the roof space and then get one of those drill bits and drill through the top plate and then down through the... I'd suck. It's, it, it sucked. sucked. Oh, and you didn't even have an attic ladder or anything No, to get up I had there. to get on my gorilla ladder oh. and like be a gymnast and oh. like vault myself up in there. Imagine if you had attic stairs. Oh my goodness. I wish. <laughs> Come at me. So... The final thing I'll say is I was looking at different guides and I guess ways of positioning TVs. You want to, when you're sitting down, you don't want to be like kind of, I was about to speak when I leant back, but you don't want to be like kind of craning your neck up to look. And you don't want to be like looking down either. Yeah, I'm more than happy to admit when we installed our TV with our previous couch, because it was a straight backed couch with not a lot of cushioning, it was too high. And so for the first like month, my neck did hurt from like looking up. With the new lounge, we've got the back of it's actually angled slightly. So, you're kind of leaning back and looking at it perfectly. Nice. So, look online. There's plenty of guides in terms of how it is. Is that how you justified it to Caitlin to buy a new lounge? No, I had to (laughs) sit on that. This might be the first time she's hearing of it. Um, (laughs) To give you a reference though, so I've got a 65-inch TV. So, the center of that TV is about 155 centimeters from the floor. And that is just about perfect mm. for someone's head 16. about three and a half meters back. back. Yeah. Because the closer you get to the TV, the lower you'll need to have it. Yep. Or else, and the further back you go, the higher you can have it. Mm. But generally err on the side of lower rather than higher, I guess. Because I think we've got about almost four meters to our TV from the rear of our couch. And we've got ours at like 16 
Yep. It's like 1640, 1650 to the center of the TV. Beautiful. And again, it just works. It just works. And you know what else just works? That episode. We're done. Oh, right. How easy up. was that? Well, it was quite lengthy, this one. No, no, this it's actually come in our... all right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, good. yeah, it's come in actually quite, quite well behaved. Oh, so go us. Go us indeed. Michaela, thank you for hosting. Oh, thank you for easy. bringing all your tidbits. We'll get that TV wall mounted before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even going to record the next episode It'll no, just no. be like, oh next no, we're episode, renovating You'll just hear the drills going we'll Everybody, take some photos <laughs> We will, we will <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening It's been a pleasure being back so far this year I have noticed that we're creeping up in the charts As oh. well We're not only popular in Australia We're popular in New Zealand as well <gasps> NZ, So what, I would, what I'd like to do Is I'd like to really just highlight When we're doing the podcast and we say, oh, the easiest way to help the podcast is to, to like and comment and share and all that kind of stuff. The more people that listen to it by sharing. So, if you really like an episode and you share it to your friends, whether that be word of mouth or doing a Facebook post or Instagram any, anything, anything like that, the more people that listen to us pushes us up higher in the rankings, which means that people just completely unaffiliated with the show will see it in the rankings, click on it for a listen, and then we might end up with more people listening. Grows yeah. the community means that we can- Get out to more people. Get out to more people, invest more time in this and get those candles and get those merch, merch <laughs> items going as, <laughs> as soon as we can. Who doesn't want the neutral hoodie? Who doesn't want the neutral hoodie? Who doesn't want the new neutrals candle range? The what, sorry? <laughs> Who doesn't want the new neutrals candle range? And that's it. Until next time. Thank you all. Share, like, comment. Subscribe, do send, all that. Send us, a, send us a message on Facebook. Send us a message on Instagram. And we'll see you on Monday for some more inspiration. Yeah, let's get to it another week. Thanks, Yeehaw. everyone. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, we've come to the end of another episode. If you have any questions about what we discussed, reach out to us on our Instagram. We're at GrabTheTrace. Following, sharing, leaving a review or a rating for the podcast is the best way to help out the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg, and whilst we try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstance. If you need personalised advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decisions for your situation. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.